0: Hey Applebee, and welcome to your favorite podcast, Morning History. Please grab a beverage or a coffee to start your Monday off right. I'm your host, Liam Wollstonecraft, and today we will be talking about what many consider to be the start of the Cold War, the Guzinko affair, and how things were handled by Prime Minister Mackenzie King was 1945 and a man by the name of Norman Robertson informed King that Igor Sergevich Guzinko had documents proving Soviet espionage in Canada and the United States. King was then advised by one of three others who had also been informed of Guzinko's documents. They were told to seize Guzinko and his files. Now you may be wondering, why is Guzinko in Canada? Guzinko was an intelligence officer and would help handle transmissions from Moscow to Ottawa and Ottawa to Moscow. During this time Guzinko learned that life in Canada is way better than the Soviet Union life. One day Guzinko, was, Guzinko got a call to come back to Moscow. This unexpected call surely meant he was in trouble since he had two years left of his time in Canada. So what did Guzinko do? He stayed in this new wonderful place called Canada. I mean, who doesn't love it? Gusinko stole and copied documents he thought would help Canada against the USSR. Now that Canada was informed, Prime Minister William Lyon McKenzie King did not want to make any sudden movements that would appear to be combated combative to the Soviets, so he quietly informed RCMP officers to take Igor Guzinko and his family into protective custody without raising any alarms. On September 7th, the family was in custody and Guzinko was being interrogated while his documents were being translated. Mackenzie King was cautious in his actions, with sweat dripping down his forehead. He didn't want to make any sudden actions that could start another war. He consulted with only his closest allies in matters of keeping this information top secret. He shared it with only the highest powers in different military and government groups across Canada, the United States, and Britain. As he kept learning more and more about Soviet espionage, he became more and more prudent with every action he took. Everything was getting tense and stressful, he was anxious and worried, and eventually he, along with his other allies, agreed that Soviet spy operations could not be tolerated any longer, and so he announced to the citizens of Canada Canada in February of 1946 what what he had been planning for the past five months, and he later enacted the War Measures Act, allowing RCMP officers to arrest anyone upon suspicion. 39 arrests were made and 18 were convicted among those. Convicted were MP Fred Rose, Sam Carr of the Labour Progressive Party, and Canadian Army Captain Gordon Lunan, all of whom who had possible connections, this worried King worrying him even more upon the thought of who else he knows that could be part of the Soviet espionage programs. However, eventually war became Inevitable, and tensions between the Allies and the Soviet Union became so hot that in 1947, the Cold War had officially commenced with Soviets pointing missiles at Allies and Allies aiming missiles at the Soviets, leaving the world on the brink of nuclear war for the next 44 years. Igor died at 63, the day of his death. An audio clip was made. Igor Gozenko, the Soviet defector who blew the whistle on the KGB, is dead at 63. In a 1966 interview he talked of his fears of reprisals by the Soviet spy network. the audio clip for the death of Igor Gozinko. Igor died at a young age at 63. but he certainly helped Canada by letting them know the fears of the USSR. As always, thank you for listening. I'm your host, Liam, and we will catch you next Monday with more from Morning History. Have a great day, Applebee.